I'm Randy Efron from Skylatis Property Capital, and this episode is part four of the CMBS loan series for commercial, multifamily, and hospitality real estate. I decided to make this a four-part series rather than three parts like I previously mentioned. In this episode, I am going to explain what BP's buyers are. However, before watching or listening, I recommend that you watch my prior episodes on rating agencies since the concepts tie together. Okay, let's get started. What is a BP's buyer of a CMBS loan? BP's buyers are the bond investors that purchase the riskiest bonds available within the CMBS loan pool. They buy the B-rated and the unrated bonds within the loan pool, and they are in the first loss position among all the other bondholders of the loan pool. If you think about the visual example that I described in my prior episode, which was a 100-story skyscraper, the BP's buyers would be purchasing the upper floors of the building that resemble the highest LTV tranche within the aggregate 70% LTV loan. In exchange for buying the riskier bonds, the BP's buyers receive a substantially higher yield than the investors that purchase the investment grade bonds. Additionally, since they are in a first loss position, the BP's buyers have certain rights that other bondholders do not have. Those rights give the BP's buyers clout that allows them to affect the overall pricing and availability of CMBS loans within the broader market. Meaning that if there are no BP's buyers in the market, no CMBS securitizations can take place. Since CMBS lenders depend upon the securitization process to recycle their capital, if securitizations don't occur, loans don't get originated and the entire CMBS market can shut down. As a result, BP's buyers play a very important role in the health of the CMBS market. Let's talk about some of those additional rights. First, since CMBS securitizations can occur without a BP's buyer, BP's buyers are usually identified and committed to a securitization before the offering materials for the loan pool have been created. They are effectively committing to doing a deal without even knowing the detailed characteristics of the loan pool because the loans may not even exist at that pre-commitment time. This is very different than the buyers of the less risky CMBS bonds who have offering materials to review before making an investment decision. Since the BP's buyers are effectively committing to somewhat of a blind investment, one of the rights that they have is to take an active role in shaping the collateral for the loan pool and the terms of the securitization. For example, the BP's buyers may say that they will only commit to purchasing the bonds if the overall loan pool is comprised of 60% multifamily properties, 20% industrial, 10% office, 5% retail, and 5% hospitality. Additionally, they may also stipulate maximum and minimum loan-to-value ratios and debt yields, respectively, 
for the loan pool. To take it one step further, once the loans in the pool are contributed in accordance with the upfront parameters that they set, the BP's buyers then have the right to evaluate each loan to assess its credit risk. During that process, they can choose to kick loans out of the pool if they don't like them. That kickout is an important risk that CMBS borrowers must assess when choosing their CMBS lender. Let me elaborate. Usually, CMBS originators will show the loans that they originate to the BP's buyers at some point before the loan closes. However, the timing of that preview may differ for each loan. The CMBS loan originator and borrower may be working together towards a smooth closing, but then all of a sudden, the deal falls apart because the BP's buyer decides to kick it out of the loan pool. If the loan originator is unable to sell their loan into the loan pool, they are not going to make the loan in the first place because they run the risk of having to hold the loan on their balance sheet if they can't find another loan pool to sell the loan into. CMBS lenders make money by selling their loans after the loans are made, earning a spread, and then recycling the capital from the sale into the securitization to make more loans. With all that being said, it's important for CMBS borrowers to know if a BP's buyer has been committed to the securitization prior to signing their term sheet with their lender. Furthermore, the borrower should ask their lender who the BP's buyer is and whether they have reviewed their loan. The borrower should try to minimize the risk of a kickout as much as possible upfront before spending a lot of time and money working on a loan that ultimately falls apart. The second additional right that BP's buyers have over other bond investors is that they have some level of control over the loan collateral after the securitization closes, provided that the value of their bonds does not cross a control threshold. The post-securitization control gives them the right to review and approve special servicing plans for loan modifications and workouts. As a reminder, CMBS pools have a master servicer that handles the day-to-day -day administration of the loan pool and then a special servicer who works on troubled loans only. As long as the BP's buyer has control, they have consent rights over major decisions. Those major decisions also include the right to replace the special servicer. Since they can replace the special servicer, they technically have the power to dictate all special servicing decisions. Now, as I previously mentioned, these rights only remain in place if the control threshold is not crossed. If the value of the loan collateral goes down and loan write-offs are necessary, the BP's buyers are in the first loss position. Ultimately, if they need to write down their bonds to a principal balance that is below their control threshold, their control will transfer to the next class of bondholders that are in line. Think of the skyscraper example again. Figuratively speaking, the write-down causes floors 65 through 70 to be demolished, and now the bondholders of floors 60 through 64 are in control. The BP's buyer can also lose their control through certain affiliations with borrowers, property managers, and mezzanine lenders that have affiliations with the loan pool.
BP's buyers can also lose control by selling their bonds. However, this topic is a bit more complex due to the rules that were imposed under the Dodd-Frank Act. I'm not going to talk about that in this episode, but just know that the act requires the issuers of CMBS bonds to retain a portion of the bonds for at least five years after the date of the securitization closing. With that being said, the retention requirement can be fulfilled via a third-party purchaser. Now, while there are other things to elaborate upon with respect to BP's buyers and the Dodd-Frank Act, I'm going to stop here because I think that between this episode and my prior three episodes, you should have enough information to sink your teeth into. If you would like to stay informed about new episodes, please click like, subscribe, or follow. Alternatively, if you want to improve your capital raising process, reduce the cost of your debt or your equity, or add a real estate finance oriented CFO to your team without incurring any overhead to do so, please send me an email at randy.efron at skylattice.com. Thanks and I'll see you next time.